2: Never mind. I'd rather sleep, sleep. This week on the Story Song Podcast.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oakes. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham!
0: Ah! You got me.
3: And, uh, well, it's got an exclamation point, and so you have to pronounce it like <laughs> Wham!
0: Yeah, this is um, different than the song Wake Me Up Before You Wham by the Go-Go's.
2: Yeah, totally different. Released the same year they competed for the one and two (laughs) spots. That's
3: right. I mean, and just vicious, vicious lawsuits. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, Wake me up before you go, go. Um, Michael. Yes, sir.
2: Tell us the story of the story song. This song is the story of a gentleman who is a self-described fool. Okay. Uh, who is upset that his lady, as he calls mm-hmm. her, uh, went out dancing while he was home sleeping and mm-hmm. insists that the next time she goes dancing, she brings him with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if he's asleep, he needs to be woken up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because exactly. she he, has, will, he will probably be asleep.
0: Yeah, whenever she has the urge to dance, even if it's four in the morning, yeah. she better roust him from his slumber and take this him This is along a man
3: who sadly suffers from narcolepsy, who apparently <laughs> cannot be awake yeah. for more than a few minutes at a time to go dancing with his girlfriend. Um, thank you, Michael. You did a very good job. Thank you. Uh, the reason why we're doing this song is um, I have a lot of questions uh, <laughs> about... <laughs> This story, but um obviously obviously we will get there.
2: Um, there are one of but, two things that are happening, and this is not spoiling anything in the future, mm-hmm. but either she goes out dancing really late or he goes to bed really early. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's gotta be a compromise somewhere.
0: Or he's a napper. Maybe he's
3: a napper. <laughs> I mean, again, he could maybe he's a napper. But I mean that okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna mm, <laughs> save I'm it gonna save it save it I'm gonna say I am you guys you have to understand I am bursting at the seams because <laughs> I have questions and I have had questions for a very long time so but I'm gonna hold on to them. I, I'm hold on to them. I,
0: I love that you do because I'm not gonna lie I've never given the content mm. of this song a second thought
3: mm.
1: oh I've given I it. just well then you I are just, missing out
0: I just listen to it and love it Mm-hmm. and watch the video where he, like, crosses his arms and rolls his eyes. <laughs> Just enjoy myself. I mean,
3: the video is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, we that's true. We can't get into that's that true. right now. But, Rachel, I want to tell you this. You that don't video. need to worry.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: that sorry. Video. That video. That Yeah. First of all, in doing the research for this episode, obviously I watched the video yeah. 20, 30 times. Kay. It is delightful. It is wonderful. If ever anybody was putting together a time capsule and said, show me what the 80s look like, that is the video. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's just neon colors and hot pants.
0: Gloves and yeah.
2: Yeah. If I ever
3: wanted to know what I should be choosing, um, (laughs) that is the video
2: to be watching. Have I got a t-shirt for you. (laughs) (laughs) What
3: I was going to say was, Rachel, you said you've never given much thought about the content Mm -hmm. of the song i have good news for you i have given enough thought for both of us you are covered in the (laughs) thinking about this because i have thought long and hard and for many years about this song I'm going to read a long section of the lyrics to kind of set everybody up as to where we are, and then I'm going to jump back, and I will then have a series of of questions going down the line here. Because, again, you can tell me what the story is about, but that doesn't make it make any sense. It starts with somebody saying,
2: jitterbug, 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 jitterbug. (laughs) All right. Can I tell you where that comes from? There was, in the studio, um, Mm -hmm. somebody, I think, I guess, who was not at the microphone, somebody in, like, the control room, um, Mm -hmm. said, hey, what's the name of the song that got cut from The Wizard of Oz? And they were like, Jitterbug. (laughs) No, but the the one that was cut from The Wizard of Oz, Jitterbug. No, but, you know, the one that they, they filmed and then they lost, it's Jitterbug. So, Mm-hmm. That was just back and forth, back and forth.
0: And then somebody else was like, "No, listen!" And they snapping. They're like, "No, yeah. listen! It's jitterbug. You got to pay attention to us."
2: <laughs> hey
3: guys, we're guys, we're recording in here. Can you keep? We're trying. Can you keep it down? We're, 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 we've already started the song. We don't have time to go back, so that's just going to stay in. Okay, everybody. was that's going to stay in the song now. Yeah. Now that's part of the song. Work it right? in somehow because we have
0: four <laughs> jitterbugs right at the top, and it makes zero
3: sense. So.
2: What's the name of the song that they only have home movie footage of that they put on the DVD extras?
0: <laughs> Jitterbug.
2: <laughs> so anyway,
3: um, so after the after the um, the trivia question about Wizard of Oz is out of the way, um, <laughs> he says, "You put the boom boom into my heart. You send my soul sky high when your lovin' starts. Jitterbug into my brain. Yeah, yeah." Goes bang, <laughs> bang, bang till my feet do the same. I'm gonna say one thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Before we started recording, uh, we talked about how much we like this song, all three of us. Uh-huh. I agree with that. I will say this might be the worst ratio to song I enjoy to lyrics not standing up being read aloud
1: <laughs> because
3: <laughs> these are rough <laughs> reading them without with just just straight. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah.
3: H- hard to defend within the context of the song i like it sure. but just on their own again hard to defend if somebody were to come up to me and say these are the lyrics of the song you like i'd be like you gotta understand in context it makes it a little bit more but i don't know peppy, what to tell you
0: and it's Ugh. you know light and it's a jaunt you know it's a jaunty little tune uh,
2: yeah it's you the, know- yeah yeah that really works for me <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's the part that made my day yeah.
3: So he's telling He's once again telling me you put the boom boom into my heart <laughs> You send my soul sky high when, when your loving starts Jitterbug into my brain Yeah yeah it goes bang 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 until my feet do the same But something's bugging me Something ain't right My best friend told me What you did last night You left me sleeping in my bed I was dreaming But I should have been with you instead Let's jump back. Okay. Okay? So, he's in love with this person. Mm -hmm. They put the boom boom into his heart. They send his soul sky high when their loving starts. Jitterbug into my brain. Okay, so now here's my first question. We've already had the jitterbugs Mm -hmm. at the top, and now he says jitterbug into my brain. What year is this supposed to be happening? Because we have reference (laughs) to go-go dancing, which is from the 60s, (laughs) and jitterbugging which is from the 30s. Yeah. So what dance club is she going to? If assuming this is the 80s when the song was released, what dance club is she going to where they're doing go-go dancing and jitterbugging or is this in another time period? The problem being that they're mixing two dances from two different time periods. So even picking a time period doesn't work. But what do we think? The 80s this a club
2: <laughs> This club has something for everybody. <laughs> uh go, go on stefan
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's got jitterbug it's got go-go dancing i think what... it's got human traffic cones
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what really one of the cool things about this song is that it does even though it's it's from 1984 Um, Mm -hmm. and it has a mid eighties feel to it. It also has like an early sixties pop, almost like a sixties girl group kind of feel to it. Um, and I think bringing in the idea of jitterbug and go, go, um, and the double meaning of go, go, like wake me up before you go, go, wake me up before you dance, wake me up before you leave. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is George Michael is very good, but I think it does have that kind of retro. Feel to it intentionally, yes, absolutely.
1: I never
0: thought of it as go go dancing. Oh, really? No, I thought he was just playing around with go-go right, you're yo-yo. go go and yo yo
3: twice. Yeah, but
0: yeah. I now I see it. Now I'll never be able to not see <laughs> it or hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
3: ruining another song do, for Rachel. <laughs>
0: I do agree with Michael. I think that there is there is a playfulness in it that they're talking about dancing in general what we just had another song that was playing around with the idea of different dances or different music
2: oh um stay i missed you by lisa Loeb. yeah there there were two dances one is staying and one is leaving
0: (laughs) (laughs) i hate you so much (laughs) um but there was
3: that
2: part where she stands still and then the part where she walks away yeah two dances Mm -hmm. oh thank you um
3: I no longer—I uh, don't know what you're talking about, Rachel, because I unfortunately have the disease the guy from Memento has, and I didn't even have the benefit of having brain damage. I just can't remember what happened an hour before. <laughs> now, so the other question is: so let's say it is the '80s. Is this guy like a million years old? Like, is he—is he just like, <laughs> oh, you go, you're gonna go out and do the jitterbug? Like, what, what, yeah. what? It's Young a, person in the 80s is talking about the jitterbug. That's right. How it, like? What does he do? Like, what's happened? Is this guy like? Did he like major in dance history? Like, who even knows what this stuff is? <laughs> that's what it
0: is. It's an age gap. It's a it's a big age gap in their relationship. You th- so? He's you think like, a May- let's go. It's j- like a
3: May. Yeah. A May December.
0: Yeah, let's go jitterbugging. <laughs> She's like, nobody <laughs> jitterbugs anymore. That's what I want to do. Twenty three skadoo.
3: Come on, doll face. <laughs> Now, you're not going to believe this. Me, a guy in his 80s, I go to bed early. So, you're going to have to wake me up so that we can go out and do the jitterbug.
0: <laughs> wake me up in enough time that I can take my pills before we go. Because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to do anything.
2: Yeah. Do any of you guys know how to Madison?
0: <laughs> wake me up Come before on. you go, go, before you jitterbug, before you Charleston, whenever you're doing your other mash- dances. <laughs>
3: Mashed potato, the locomotion, I know them all. Those
0: new, so- those new dances, like the mashed potato. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. You think I'm too old, but I, I know them all. <laughs> I can do the twist. Look at me. I oh, still got bad. it, I, <laughs> I I somehow broke three hips. I only have two, and yet I broke a third one.
0: <sighs> well, what I was going to say is lovely boom boom into my heart. Send the soul mm-hmm, sky mm-hmm, high. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. delightful. Jitterbug into my brain sounds like it's out of a sci-fi or horror movie where an earwig gets just placed into the brain because then it goes bang bang bang, till my feet do the same. So it's just it's just burrowing into his brain till he can't take it anymore, and then it just moves his feet.
2: Yeah, this is a song about uh, this is a song about cordyceps.
0: That's right. I was gonna say this is a cordyceps song.
2: Yeah, yeah. That third that third line becomes a.
3: Cronenberg body horror movie. Yeah, this should be the uh, theme song. Kind of out of this nowhere. should
0: be the theme song to the Last of Us. If
1: you really
0: dig dig deep into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. If uh, if anybody um, at Naughty Dog is listening, um mm-hmm. you should you should re-edit the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, do that. Um, <laughs> I think the this opening the one credits thing would missing be, Yeah, the opening credits would be real different. Yeah. This is
3: this is this song is about Chekhov getting that brainworm shoved up his nose in uh,
2: Ratatouille. You nerds are laughing. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I will say, even though like reading the lyrics, they do sound a little bit ridiculous. That the the goes bang 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 till my feet do the same is a really cool line. Oh, yeah. again.
3: I mean, I t- I said the song is good. It yeah. just the ratio between reading the lyrics dry <laughs> and the actual song. It just uh, you know. That's not that sometimes that happens. It happens. It happens, guys.
0: It happens, to, happens to the best of us.
3: But yes, yeah, so I like that. He's saying like he's so in love and it, it makes him dance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which um, is a very 60s pop song sure. kind of thing to say. It's it's almost like his he's so in love that his heartbeat is accelerating. And as a result, like his feet start moving. But something's bugging me. Now, here's here's where I start. This
3: is
0: where he turns Columbo.
2: I
3: I got one more question. (laughs) Um, Something's bugging me. Something ain't right. Okay. My best friend told me what you did last night. Now we know what she did was go out dancing without George Michael. Question number one. Why does the best friend know this? And why is he telling George Michael? Why doesn't George Michael know that she went out dancing last night. The best friend apparently was there and saw it happen and reported this back to George Michael. Once again, much like REO Speedwagon, where a friend, a friend of a friend of a friend is telling you, who are these friends? Why doesn't George <laughs> Michael know what she did last night? Why does his best friend, his, not even his friend, not a friend of a friend of a friend told me, his best friend was there. Why does his best Let's friend call him know? What his lady is doing. Why does Why does Mr. Ridgely know <laughs> what his lady is doing and George Michael doesn't know and has to be told?
0: Because he was in slumberland.
3: <laughs> I know. But so she went out. So she went out dancing.
2: Yes. His best friend was came, on a stakeout in front and came of his house.
3: Home, but she went out dancing and came home in the period in which he was asleep. He mm-hmm. was asleep that entire time. She came home from dancing, got into bed with him, and then he woke up, assumed she had been there the whole time. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Andy, what's up? Uh, Wait, what happened? You saw who last night? Like, what is this story? How could this possibly have happened? First of all- Not
2: only did she get home and get into bed, she had a full night's sleep. So he was asleep for like 22 <laughs> hours
3: is he a vampire
2: he takes, is that so? what's like, what is happening Listen,
0: he takes he takes some sleeping pills just to to ease him ease him to bed he's got a sure. lot of melatonin in his system and it's just really doing the uh doing a number on him <laughs> um I, yeah
2: he I, had no idea he took half a melatonin he's taking half a melatonin he's out for 48 yeah, hours
0: he's like these things are strong <laughs>
2: She's she has, she's got to take a, a a
3: a an eyedropper and drip water into his mouth <laughs> yeah. so he doesn't yeah. die of dehydration. Yeah.
2: While he's in a deep deep sleep, he had a cup of uh, sleepy time tea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he thinks it's melatonin, but it's it's Valium, and he's just take, <laughs> keeps popping them like nobody's business. And she's like, "You oh got to stop God. taking that Valium, or I'm just gonna start dancing without you." Um. Mm. These uh, are really
2: good Pez. That's Valium. What are you doing?
0: What are you Doing, um. I,
2: you're going to break up with me on a Tuesday? It is
3: Friday <laughs> afternoon. Do you understand how long you've been asleep? So, you have a
2: beard now.
0: I mean, I do. <laughs>
3: look, look, let's let's talk about this over the summer. It is Christmas. It is Christmas <laughs> Day, you lunatic.
0: You have been in a coma, a self-induced coma. <laughs> um, and you're upset because I went dancing? I lived a whole life without you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh so my god I we have do, iPhones now
0: <laughs> I, they
2: call
3: me the melatonin widow okay that's what they call <laughs> me on the street because I don't see you for days on end Rip Van Winkle over here
0: I do love the something's bugging me something ain't right the twist of like of uh, like like he's a Poirot you know like he's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, is, he he's just figuring it out He's like, of course you do this for me. I, I love you. You make my feet dance. But something is bugging me.
2: <laughs> Flashback the night <laughs> before. It's an
0: Agatha Christie novel. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: my best friend told me what you did last night. You murdered three people.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. On a train. I don't know. even you know, I didn't know you got on that I train. I don't know how you
2: got a train. I love using the word something's bugging me. Right after yes. Jitterbug. Oh, yeah. So it's it's that that contrast of the Jitterbug's a good thing. Look how much fun we're having doing the Jitterbug. But this is actually really bugging me and we have to talk.
0: Mm-hmm. But it is funny because it, it's not like he's he's not upset. You know, he's just like, you left me sleeping. You should have you, you should have woken me up. He wasn't like, why are you sneaking out of the house to go dancing and then sneaking back into the house? You're not a 14-year-old girl trying to get away from her parents
2: yeah no he's not angry he has the same i would imagine same sort of expression on his face as if he would be doing like the the puzzle on the back of a highlights magazine like something's something's off (laughs) in this picture
0: weird weird
2: there shouldn't be a fish in the sky what's happening here (laughs) what's wrong with this picture
0: You know, actually, I actually have a question. That
2: table that table only has three legs and it's floating.
3: Yes, please. <laughs> Rachel, either...
0: He says you left me sleeping in my bed. Not in our bed. So is it possible that they don't live together?
2: Oh, no. He already broke up with her. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> they might not live together. And it might just be that he was sleeping and she, she just went out, went dancing. out dancing. Or this is about Lucy and Ricky. And it's the 19...
2: 19- <laughs> I was gonna it's say they—they like, like they, they totally, marriage. They totally did the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Robin and Laura are sleeping in separate beds.
0: Mm-hmm. So-, so
3: if your best friend if your best friend tells you what your lady did last night, probably best case scenario, the next sentence is she went out dancing without you.
0: Yeah. Oh right? yeah 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 yeah. I'm
3: yeah. just saying if he's if he's like hey hey I saw, saw your girlfriend uh, you know what she was doing last night and it was like she went dancing. Oh, okay. I was I was expecting something like
1: I was like a lot spiraling, worse. like
3: way worse, <laughs> like way worse. No, but she was jitterbugging. Wait, what? She was jitterbugging? Oh no, she was
2: 30-ing without me. Anyway, no, in this no, day and no, age, not the forbidden bugging?
0: dance.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I think oh, that's man. second best case scenario. I think best case scenario is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. do you do you know what she was doing last night? No, what mm-hmm. she was out getting like a ton of candy. Go. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. <laughs>
0: She said she was making she was, you a pinata. Oh, that's nice.
2: Day after Valentine's she, Day, she was taking advantage of the sales. That's that's two things that I love. Discounts. She was Canada. spending. She was spending a
3: lot of money at the boyfriend gift store. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend told me you did last night. You left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but I should have been with you instead. Wake me I up do love, before you go. Go. Okay. Go ahead.
2: No, I I do love that. Mystery established, mystery solved within three seconds. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Something but, ain't right. Well, what's not right? You went dancing. Oh, okay. Well, oh, no, okay, no, well, that's... but
0: that's... Yeah, but that's not what's not right. That's not what's bugging him. What's bugging him right. is still, why are you going dancing without me?
3: Yeah, I should have been with you instead. I think He doesn't that's mind that she's going dancing. He just wants to know. So the question... Okay, so now we come to... The central question which is what time is she going out dancing okay because and I understand you know if you're you're young and you're going out to clubs maybe you're going out late yeah right but then unless again this is a may december relationship what is going on with george michael that like he can't stay awake why is he asleep at presumably 10 30 yeah. right now I want to be clear.
2: That's the time I go to bed,
3: but I'm also not going out (laughs) dancing.
2: You know what I'm saying? The other thing, though, is not only was he asleep, he says, I was dreaming, but I should have been with you instead. Right. Rem sleep starts (laughs) 90 minutes after you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was, if he was dreaming, it is at least an hour and a half after he fell asleep. So she's going out at 10. He's been asleep since like 830.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she starts pregaming at ten, and then <laughs> right. she's at the clubs super late. But
3: I mean, he, f- he fell asleep halfway through Cheers. I think like he couldn't <laughs> yeah, even. He couldn't take it. He couldn't even. He couldn't stay awake to the end. No. Um, which I, you know, or actually, maybe it was the end because there's that super sad, slow uh,
2: version
0: of the
3: ending credits song.
0: That's right. <laughs>
2: So maybe that maybe that kind of lulled him off to sleep. Well, yeah, it was, um, it was the soothing oboe and the uh,
3: <laughs> end credits. <laughs> that oboe gets me every time, man. <laughs> so either he's going to bed super early or she's going out super late. Okay. And then Rachel said... Maybe they don't live together, because if they live together, that'd be super weird that he was like, well, argh, I
0: guess I'm <laughs> heading off to bed. She's getting, like, she's putting makeup on. <laughs> he, he's going to bed. She's like, we totally d-
3: He's got, m- missed, missed he's a got memo one of those, here. like, he's got, like, the Ebenezer Scrooge, like, long dress, you know, pajamas <laughs> uh, with, like, the, the big hat shirt. with the, the, the night shirt with the, with the big hat with the puffy thing on the end. Um, Holding a little candle. He's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, don't, don't watch out for three ghosts tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there, she's going out really, he's, he, he's, he's going to super bad super early, but then here's the other thing I'm going to say, all right, and maybe he didn't know that she was going dancing. Fine. But I'm going to say one thing, George Michael. Okay. You're an adult. You want to go out dancing? Wake your ass up, man. Get, get up. What do you like? Take a disco nap. Yeah. That's fine. But That's then, what you, there for. why is but why is it on her to wake you up? You know what I'm saying? You gotta have an alarm clock, set it for eleven thirty, get up, take a shower, get put on your best like polyester suit and go out dancing. Like what why does she need well, why is this her job?
0: I will say this. There definitely were times in college when <clears throat> there was, say, a bunch of people that were gonna go out. There was always that one friend who. couldn't handle it and before you even started going to the bars was like passed out on the couch but as they're passing out they're like i mean i feel like michael and i know exactly who we're talking about but um because michael and i went to the same school uh but um there's always that one friend who also is like just before we leave just i'm gonna take like five minutes just before we leave just wake me up there's zero percent chance that 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 group of college students is waking that guy up to go go out everybody will be in cabs before one person is like did we did we wake him up Uh, he'll be fine it'll be fine
3: but here's the thing that's bystander. that's bystander effect where everyone (laughs) assumed where everyone assumed someone else was going to wake them up that i understand but this is only one person one-on-one she's going to wake him up so how is this happening are you implying though and this this might be this maybe makes a little bit more sense. Is George Michael is he wine drunk? Is that what's happening? Is he on his Could fourth be. glass, and that's why he's dozing off during Norm's walking into the bar <laughs> joke? Like what? Why? Why is? Why is he asleep so early? Well? So maybe that's what it is. She's like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I, now I'm gonna try to wake him up. Right? He's not gonna get up. He's gonna be, leave, me, leave me here. Uh, come on, let's go. Oh, come on, let's bug Look at me, I'm jitterbugging. She's like, I don't I don't need this, right? I'm just, I wanna go out and have fun. I'm gonna go out dancing.
0: And so when they get back, then he goes, Beb, babe, babe, <laughs> Beb,
1: Beb. Beb, wake
0: me up before you go go, Beb. You gotta <laughs> wake me up before you go go, Beb.
1: <laughs> Beb.
0: Don't leave me hanging like a yo yo. I'm not a yo yo, babe. <laughs> wake me up. You gotta
3: wake me up, babe. You gotta wake me up, bab. Baby, you know I can't wake up, bab. <laughs> Baby, you know I can't you know I don't know how to use my alarm clock, babe. You gotta wake me up. You gotta wake me up, babe. I'm counting on you baby, you wake me up.
1: Wake me up before you go go. You leave me hanging like you do. Wake me up before you go go. I don't wanna miss it, leave that. Wake me up before you go i I'm not planning i going solo. Wake me up before you go. Take me dancing tonight.
2: I'm going to give this a slightly more charitable reading um for george michael what if his character hosts the first hour of the today show he's got to be up early
0: oh that's true sure they have different schedules they have different internal clocks
3: yeah yeah i mean i will say this i for a brief time in my life i was uh doing morning radio and so i had to be up i wasn't talking on the radio I was I was working behind the scenes but I had to be there early to do to do the morning radio show and I always wondered before I worked I was like how do they how do they do that do they like take naps or whatever and I learned how they do that which is that you are just always tired (laughs) I can't imagine (laughs) you get up you get up three hours before everyone else and you go to bed at the same time so you're just constantly (laughs) tired all the time um but yeah I don't know Maybe yeah, he might maybe have an yeah. early
2: morning talk show.
3: But again, set I'm fine. Take your disco nap, but you gotta set an alarm and get up. But- now also I get it. I've also done the nap where then you wake up and it's just it's never the same. You think mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, I'll take an hour-long nap, I'll get up, and then like for the rest of the time that you're awake, you just feel like you're walking underwater. Like yeah. it's just you're so it just it never works cuz all those like sleep chemicals have now been dumped into your body. That's <laughs> how I feel your body's right like, now. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so that thing where you're like I'm just going to close my eyes for 15 minutes and then you open your eyes right. and it's next Tuesday. Yeah, we've all Exactly.
3: Been there. We've all been there. Yeah. You you, you I- open your eyes and you have a long white beard and it's been 300 <laughs>
0: years. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cars are flying? <laughs> Wake me up before you go go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Wake me up before you go-go. I don't want to miss it when you hit that high. Mm -hmm. What's he talking about there?
0: I don't think it's anything devious. I think it's just the high of of dancing and like living her best life. He likes to see her enjoy herself.
3: When she hits like the best, when she like is peaking, not in a drug way, but it's just like really going at it. He wants to be there to see it happen. Yeah. All right.
0: And then oh. I think that's and i and he wants to make sure that he is he is experiencing that with her, much like no. sending the soul sky his soul sky high. He right. she right. hits a soul high <laughs> and he also <laughs> hit a soul high,
3: okay. Keep going. that's all uh, I've got. wake me up be- wake me up before you go. maybe
2: mm-hmm. she's having such a good time at this club. She like runs up to the d j booth and Every time she's there and steals the microphone, she starts singing along and then hits a high note. Mm. Mm. I think that's more likely.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think that makes more sense. Um, You cracked mm -hmm. it, Michael.
2: Yep, sure did.
3: (laughs) Uh, Wake me up before you go-go, because I'm not planning on going solo, so he's not going to go out. But can't he... I guess he can't find her, right? Because I'm thinking 2023 brain. I'm like, well, just text her, ask her where club she's at, and just go meet her there. But I guess... He would need he they would need to be hooked up at the start to get into the club at the same time. Well, I
0: think also maybe right. he. I mean, also if if somebody's like, okay, I'm gonna go and you meet me there. There's a line at the club and things like that. Well, that's I'm, what not I'm saying. Go, yeah. I'm not going. I'm not doing that no. because I'm not planning on going solo. I don't. I don't want to leave the house by myself and interact with people if you're not with me. You <laughs> know what I mean?
3: Right. Exactly. So
0: that that line resonates with me a hundred percent is either I'm going with you now or I am not going because then I would be on my own for a certain portion of the night and that's not going to happen.
3: Well, there's only one word with that. There's only one word in this line that I don't agree with, um, which is the word solo because I would just say I'm not planning on going, period. Yeah, Yeah, Um, right. No matter (laughs) whatever the situation is. Um, Waking up before you go, go, take me dancing tonight. I want to hit that high. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I just want to say, it is kind of interesting that um, the guy is saying to the girl, take me dancing. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's just a nice little, Mm -hmm. a flip of what you would expect the gender norms to be. That's all.
0: I also think maybe it's a little bit like, maybe she's the dancer in the relationship and he Mm -hmm. wants to experience the things that she enjoys. Maybe he's not a, now it's George Michael. George Michael's a dancer. He he bops. Oh, he yeah. loves it. Well, but, but I think
1: we. I think we.
3: I was going to say. I think we could. I, I know we're calling George Michael. I think we could safely say this is a character. Is, yes. But continue.
0: But uh, but the character maybe dancing is not not his jam, and he's like, you know what? I want to see this thing that you enjoy so much. Maybe she. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he doesn't like dancing, and so she for months has been sneaking off and dancing, going dancing by herself because she knows he doesn't like it. Finally, his best friend finds that she's been doing this and he has to confront her and she's nervous. Mm. But instead of being upset, he's like, let me into your world. Show me your ways. Take me dancing tonight. And then the third act I, has to write itself. I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to the third act yet.
2: He's so tired because secretly he's been taking dance lessons.
3: <gasps> yes! Oh, oh, that's like he's falling asleep.
2: Yeah.
0: He's, this he's is the best night dance lessons. movie.
3: <laughs> and, then he's like, and then he's like, watch me. And he starts doing Jitterbuggy and she goes, what decade do you think this is? Where
0: did you take you these spent, dance lessons? I've been taking ballroom months?
2: dancing lessons. <laughs> where do you go?
3: six... How much money did you spend on these lessons <laughs> in It's 1984, dude. What are you I'm talking sorry. about? I'm sorry. I took
0: my lessons by a friendly ghost of Fred Astaire. So I <laughs> think that that's the issue.
3: Uh, Yeah. The, the ghost of the person who lived in this apartment 60 years ago has been teaching me how to dance. <laughs> the
1: great out of my way. You make the than turn the bright spark into a flame. you Come on, baby, I'm your fool. It makes me crazy when you act so true. Come on, baby. Let's not fight. We'll go dancing, Everything
3: will be alright. You make the sun shine, but does Doris Day make this make the sun shine?
2: Yes. Paraca's sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. She's right. a national treasure, a hundred. Well the <laughs> well,
3: She's No, I know the only, the only reason I was asking was this is felt like the yo-yo thing. Where it's like, her last name is Day. And the sun shines during the day. But does that totally track that you make the <laughs> sun shine brighter than, Dar- than not the day, but Doris Day?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Because, okay. So for those who don't know who Doris Day is, and I would imagine most of the people listening to this podcast do, um, mm. imagine a ray of sunshine teach that ray of sunshine to sing and dance and put it in a movie with Rock Hudson, that is Doris Day. She is a mm. delight.
0: <laughs> yes. That's the perfect, that's the perfect, uh, imp- that's the perfect Doris Day uh, analogy. No, but the Rock Hudson really did it for me, Michael, I apologize. Thank you. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. It's sunshine she's just and Rock a, Hudson.
2: Yeah, she's a delightful actress singer and dancer
0: and very bright she's not she wasn't yes. known for her not, not not bright smart which she might be but she, she wasn't she known was. she wasn't known for her now, serious turns do you know what i mean yes. it was very right. michael,
2: have you ever seen the man who knew too much
0: um, michael when we are talking about yeah if you're the doris day
2: generally speaking
0: if you're talking about the idea of doris day You're not thinking of any sort of brooding drama.
2: You're thinking thinking of Doris Day, Rock
0: Hudson, Pillow Talk, and, you know, Puppy Love. That's what you're thinking of.
3: Here's the only thing I know about Rock Hudson. When he was on the Flintstones, they didn't have to change his name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you make the sun shine brighter than Doris Day. You turn a bright spark into a flame. Yeah, yeah. My beats per minute never been the same. Now, I like this. Love that line. That is because beats... Because his heartbeat, right? His beats his heartbeat is metaphorically beating faster mm-hmm. per minute because he's so in love. But then also guys, and I don't know if you know this, music also has beats per minute. So I the love two it. things really, it's a melding together. It's a it's with a dance
2: music having
0: it's per minute. That's right.
3: It's poetry. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The two this, The two things are are the same, but different. <laughs> um, so my bees for me have never been the same cause you're my lady cause you are my lady no cause you're my lady I'm your fool it makes me crazy when you act so cruel now this is we thought that everything was okay yeah but he's he seems like maybe he's actually a little more upset about this than we had previously established cause he's saying that she's acting cruel By going out dancing While he's asleep Right What do we think Is he really upset about this Uh, Well then he says Come on baby let's not fight So he's like look You are a total B and a half But also let's forget (laughs)
0: I think, he's, uh, I think. I that mean,
3: he, that's that's actually that's actually great. <laughs> Where he's just like, you know what? You are the worst person who's ever lived. But let's not fight about it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on from all the horrible things that I, I just said. said immediately, <laughs> he's like, come on, let's not fight, though, baby. come on, let's not fight.
0: That's How definitely you go dancing. That's definitely a tactic. Uh, 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 I would say a predominantly male tactic in a fight. You say a bunch of stuff. <laughs> A bunch mm. of mean stuff and then it's like but i don't want to fight about this you're like you are the right. one yelling right now you are the one yeah. fighting it ben, he's saying ben, i don't no, care I don't,
2: <laughs> I don't care who's wrong I or right re- i don't really want to fight right now
0: mm-hmm. rachel
3: so, i want to say this i don't know what you're talking about by saying it's a male thing i think that's a very stupid thing to say but let's not argue about it let's just keep <laughs> let's move on it's fine
0: um <laughs> you so- know what this is <laughs> yes mike i
2: think what is it the way this song is structured and the way this argument is structured It is the same way that a professional performance evaluation should be structured. So he starts (laughs) he starts by saying something nice.
3: This is his his yearly
2: review. Yeah, Yeah, go on. He starts by saying something nice and positive about the person and Mm -hmm. tells her everything that they're doing right. Yeah. Then he offers a critique. You went out dancing Mm -hmm. without Mm me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: How do we improve on this? Take me dancing tonight. (laughs) And then, you know, we'll reassess in six months and talk about your bonus.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Also, we're cutting vacation time in half. But anyway. (laughs) um,
3: (laughs) It makes me crazy when you act so cruel. Also, for any sick time, we now need a doctor's note. Thank you um, (laughs) for coming in.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jitterbug. I appreciate it.
3: Then again,
2: out of nowhere, somebody's like, Jitterbug. (laughs) I have to say, the way that they throw jitterbug into this song which i love Mm -hmm. it's almost it sounds like that's just something that people say in the middle of an argument or something like like what are you doing you always say this i never jitterbug i what are you
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's what they say when they get when things get out of control they're like listen listen jitterbug jitterbug you're right. This was too much. <laughs> jitterbug. This is too. We're getting out of control. There's no reason for us to be like this. Let's just remember Jitterbug. Or is it that <laughs> two?
3: Two theories. One, he has very specific Tourette syndrome, where he just says Jitterbug out of nowhere. Or two, and this is only to make Michael uncomfortable. That's their safe word. Uh, <laughs> jitterbug. <laughs> Tearbug is their safe word. I, or. That's why he's saying it. Uh, it makes me crazy when you act so cruel.
4: Tearbug, tearbug, <laughs>
0: Um, I think we're missing the most obvious thing, which mm-hmm. is this is, we are watching the invention of a cellular phone made specifically oh. for <laughs> senior citizens. You weren't able to wake me up If only there was some kind of phone That was easy to use And it only had three numbers on it <laughs> There was no bells and whistles Like the jitterbug now,
1: baby, we'll go dancing tomorrow night. It's cold out there but it's warm in-
3: This song unexpectedly has a twist, right? Because it seems like, let's go dancing. She went out dancing with him. He's like, take me dancing tonight, and everything will be all right. Seems like that could be the end, but no. Because even though he insisted that he wanted to go out dancing, wanted to see her hit that high, she acted so cruel by going out dancing without him. He had to be there. He was dreaming. He should have been with you instead. Then he says... Cuddle up, baby. Move in tight. We'll go dancing tomorrow night. It's cold out there, but it's warm in bed. They can dance. We'll stay home instead.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So they're not going dancing tonight.
1: No. He they... said, take
3: me dancing tonight. And then he's like, by the way, let's not go dancing Dad, tonight. They got all hot. This guy's all over the bed. No, no. They got all over the place. I mean, they I got said all... the bed. <laughs> I'm sure they're all over the bed. <laughs> yeah. They're all over the well, place. W- he's all over the place. I was
0: going to say, they got all hot and bothered. And it was like, maybe dancing is not the oh. physical thing we should do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we cuddle up and we'll go dancing tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, his beats per minute were
0: Yeah. His beats per minute. were through the roof. Yeah.
2: I no, Rachel, thank you for reminding
3: me. i totally forgot about makeup sex. Yeah. No, that's definitely <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's
0: yeah definitely that's what's exactly happening what's happening here.
2: Okay. All right. I think what he's doing is the way he was showing an interest in her interests. He's like, I want to go dancing with you. And then she says, I want to share your interests with you. What are your interests? He's like, I really love to sleep. And he's like, all right, so let's stay in tonight yeah, and just like sleep. Yeah. For like 18 <laughs> yeah, hours. Sure. Let's do the thing I like, which is sleeping. Yeah. Falling asleep in the middle of, uh, in the middle of cheers,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, wake up sometime around nine o'clock tomorrow morning, solid, mm-hmm. like 15 hours. I fall asleep in the middle of cheers. I want to be clear, George Michael, that opening theme song is not the show.
3: You fall asleep <laughs> in the middle of the theme song. You've never uh, even seen the show. You have no you don't even know about the will they want that. You have a fe- no idea. <laughs> a- you think this you think this is a show
2: about old photographs.
0: Yeah, it's a st- it's a it's a it's a show with still pictures of people having a good time. I get the gist of it. It's like it
2: was like a Ken Burns thing, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it takes place in the early 1900s. Sure.
3: Cheers! That that Keds Bird documentary about old bars. I, I, I got. I know what it is. I know what it's about. It's like a musical. There's just, <laughs> just a song that plays. <laughs>
1: um.
3: So then somebody else, somebody says jitterbug again. Then he's he says the chorus is kind of going out. The only thing I wanted to mention is you know that part where he was like you made my heart go boom boom boom. He really likes that part because then he just starts throwing the word boom 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 into things. Wait 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 um, wait. No, mm-hmm. you. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Go ahead. You, you have okay. to read all of this down <laughs> Oh I'll read it oh, I don't yeah. mind Wake me up before you go go Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo Wake me up before you go go I don't want to miss it when you hit that high Wake me up before you go go Cause I'm not planning On going solo Wake me up before you go go Take me dancing tonight Wake me up before you go go Don't you dare to leave me on Hanging like a yo-yo Take me dancing a boom 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 <laughs> oh cuz I'm not planning on going solo a boom 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 yeah 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 take me dancing tonight so he just starts throwing in boom boom but he oh, really yeah. liked the boom 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 part yeah just Loves starts j- just starts scatting but doesn't use any other word other than boom <laughs> he's just super
2: independent he's not into good boom. at it as he and was recording it, now. he was just yelling at the drummer yep. like play louder like boom 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 yeah. boom boom, just boom so boom, just boom 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 no. boom boom
3: boom, boom. Look, look, man! I'm pl- I'm playing the last I can. You know what, jitterbug? Okay, how about that? How about <laughs> jitterbug? Mm, I said it. How about I say jitterbug? I'm gonna say jitterbug. I'm just gonna say jitterbug. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry, but not- sorry, I'm not sorry. Jitterbug. All right, how about that? Super weird song. Any other Any other thoughts on this yes. song? Okay, I have
2: a bit of a theory okay. that okay. I want to share with you guys. Okay. Um. So as you and our listeners know, um. One of our favorite things, technically our new favorite thing, is figuring out the exact date that a song takes place. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, listening. I'm listening. I believe that Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham! takes place on December 27th, 1983, and let me tell you why. Okay. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go was released in May of 1984, so this incident has to have taken place before that. <laughs> Assuming this is a true story. <laughs>
0: this is a true mm-hmm. crime podcast. Now the incident occurred after, yes. before May of <laughs> eighty-four.
3: The phone records show that she did not call to wake him up to go to go go.
2: One more thing. Um, so this was released May 1984. We may never
3: catch the jitterbug killer.
2: No, go on. I'm sorry. We know it's before May of 1984. On December 3rd of 1984, Mm. another Mm. song was released, and that song was called Last Christmas. Mm. So the Christmas in question was Christmas of 1983, the previous Christmas, December 25th, 1983, and that was the day, according to the song, that George Michael gave her his heart. Yep. Also in the song, the very next day, which would be December 26th, 1983, she gave it away. Mm. How did she give it away? She went dancing alone. Okay. In Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, he says, my best friend told me what you did last night, so last night was when when, so (laughs) she gave it away on the 26th when she went dancing. This argument happens the day after, because that happened last night, so this is December 27th, 1983. My final piece of evidence to prove that this is in fact true. We'll go dancing tomorrow night. It's cold out there, but it's warm in bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I love it. Uh, yeah. You're on it. Love it. The defense rests. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. So, but okay. So he gave he gave her a heart, and this is good. This will be a good transition into our next segment. Mm-hmm. Um. Because also keep in mind though. He's never gonna dance again. <laughs> Guilty feet have got no rhythm. It's true. So it has to be before this has to take place before that because after that he has no interest in ever dancing again.
2: Yeah. Um. Well. So mm-hmm. the careless whisper of a good friend. Oh, oh, man, it's all connected. Best oh my god! So that was <laughs>
0: Holy moly. careless whisper.
2: Must be December twenty eighth. Okay.
0: Wow.
3: Is this best friend? Are they are they a snake in the grass? Are they causing trouble here? Like this this friend's got a lot of information that he's feeding the George Michael yeah. about his lady friend. His best friend loves the drama.
0: Mm-hmm. Lives for it.
3: <laughs> Just lives for the drama. <laughs> uh, save it for your mama, and let's do expanded universe. What do we got?
1: Expanded universe.
0: Well, I mean, I think you you said the first one, which is, uh, take it on the run. Like this, these best friends are just hanging, friends of friends of friends are just hanging around, trying to sneak around and find out what girlfriends Mm. and boyfriends are doing to each other.
2: Sure. Yeah. These are the same friends that Ario Speedwagon had, same friends that Janet Jackson and Laura Branigan have, who just cannot mm -hmm. stay out of anybody else's business.
3: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um. So I assume this club that she's dancing in is the same one from let the music play oh yeah um Mm. she she had to
2: run out because dj love was djing that (laughs) night exactly
1: (laughs) yeah
3: yeah uh i remember you said something about the the dj i remember jenna would not leave the dj alone i believe uh kept requesting (laughs) songs from the dj
2: yep uh well i think we told that we don't take requests here ma'am i'm sorry (laughs) I think this was also a big night at that club. I think this is the same club and the same night where the pet shop boys were discussing their opportunities. Oh uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yep. And I feel like yep. in another corner, Robin was there, like telling some guy to call his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I th- you know, a good '80s
3: club, man. That I, th- I think a lot of stuff can be happening there. And the great part is they can be right next to each other, and they have no idea because they cannot hear <laughs> anything. <laughs> so. Um, so I do think, cause obviously George Michael could not stay awake, you know, maybe he had an ex-girlfriend by the name of Susie. Everybody called her little Susie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't stay awake. Right. That was then a was match made in some... heaven. Yeah. That was a match made in heaven. They never yeah. const- broken yeah. they-, <laughs> they were constantly falling asleep uh-huh. with each other.
2: Nobody ever <laughs> yeah, got yeah, mad.
3: Yeah. No, that's uh, the thing. Well, I mean, their parents got mad. Yeah, but got but, mad. But, you got know. mad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Within the relationships, though, everything was working out. He
2: just needs to find everything somebody who sleeps great. 19 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I think this ultimately is a story of somebody who wants to leave a boring life with a guy who falls asleep at six o'clock every night. So mm-hmm. could the name of the club be Angel from Montgomery? Oh. Mm. P.S. Maybe. Good name for a club. Yeah, that would True. be a good name for a club. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You guys want to open a club? <laughs> sure, let's do it. We're just gonna play. Let the music play on a loop. Um, she is.
3: <laughs> Why wouldn't we play the song "Danger" from Montgomery? <laughs> you can't dance to it. We open to a it. club called We open a club called The Montgomery. We play the song. Let the music play. Um, <laughs> so. You know why? Because uh, people
2: are going to go to that club asking that question and be like, well, we might as well stay for a couple of dances. I guess so, yeah. We get this and this.
3: <laughs> um, so assume, presumably, George Michael's lady friend is going out late if he's already asleep, mm-hmm. right? She's going out late. So she's staying out late. So I assume at some point somebody's going to tell her it's closing time. <laughs> Right, you don't have to go oh, home, yeah. but you can't stay here. Oh yeah. So and she's yeah.
0: like, I feel like I was supposed to do something at home. <gasps> I was supposed to wake him up. Oh, I was. Oh, I was supposed to
3: wake him up. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to wake
2: him up. He's gonna be so mad at me. Oh man. Do you think when he wakes up and realizes that she's gone, he just makes like a thousand pancakes? <laughs>
0: that's how he gets over it.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Jewel. Just yeah, got it. Man. Well, yeah, got it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have <laughs> people listening. <laughs> Who don't live in the story, strong expanded universe the same way we do?
3: I mean, do you think it ever goes the other way? Do you think this situation is ever reversed? And so, it's George Michael has to say, "Wake up, Maggie." That's something I gotta say to you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a one-time falling asleep early S- thing.
3: Two songs about people <laughs> waking someone up.
2: Yeah, uh, that we've done. So, I think during this argument. Since it is in the 80s, Mm -hmm. he turns to her and he says, don't you want me? And she's like, (laughs) let the music play. And you know why? Because all she wants to do is dance. Wow. Wow.
3: I love it. All right. Let's leave it there. That was a hat trick. Yep. Fresh. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Uh, Let's leave it there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Alright, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Michael. Yes. I'm sorry. George Michael. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Michael, tell us how George Michael and Andrew Ridgely came to give us the song Wake Me Up Before You Go Go.
2: Sure. Um, So as as we say before we get into the backstory of just about every song, this is going to be a a small look at a otherwise large musical history um so we're gonna snap
3: yeah snapshot
2: yeah we're gonna focus on 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 the song itself and and a little bit about wham so as dan said 1980s pop music duo wham exclamation point wham <laughs> are andrew ridgely and george michael the two of them met at the age of 12 in 1975 George was the new kid at Bushy Mead School, and Andrew was assigned to show him around.
0: And then, just like that, wham! (laughs) They became friends.
2: They did. And while they were at school, they formed a band called The Executive.
0: At the age of 12?
2: (laughs) Sometime between 12 and wham.
0: (laughs) I, I like it. I would like to think that they were 12 years old, walking around bushy mead school i'm assuming wearing english schoolboy uniforms and they were like well we should form a band of some sort a rock and roll band what should it be called (laughs) well it can only be called the executive because we're tiny british boys
2: (laughs) the executive specialized in setting um business memos to
0: (laughs) To rock music
2: to rock music and Uh... uh beautiful ballads the executive sounds like a sedan your uncle
1: owned.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he would just keep on saying, 15 years never gave me any trouble. It's a solid car. It's a so- It'll they be yours
3: one day.
1: Them. Danny,
2: they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> he says <laughs> slap in the hood. I'm sorry, are those power windows? Well, yes, this is the executive. That comes standard man, on the executive. And
0: there's a lot of ashtrays in there.
3: <laughs> oh, Oh, no, there's more ashtrays than, uh, yeah. Than seatbelts in this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I started smoking more just because I felt like I had, a, I had to keep up with the executive. Yeah. I, felt like the, yeah. I felt like the executive was judging me for how little I was using its <laughs> many ashtrays. <laughs> this is like, have you ever seen Christine, the movie Christine about the killer car? Similar idea, it just takes a very long time. It convinced me to slowly Smoke. kill myself. Yeah with cigarettes Uh. the executive they don't make it like this anymore
1: Danny.
0: (laughs) did a tire just fall off
2: (laughs) this thing is single-handedly responsible for climate change the executive (laughs) so (laughs) when the executive the band not the car uh disbanded george and andrew formed wham Oh, cool. oh, Exclamation! I thought
0: point. you were going to say the uh, Honda Accord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, after the executive disbanded through the Honda Accords of 1980, <laughs> they <Yes>. formed Wham.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yep. I remember them well.
3: It's <laughs> one of our dumber tangents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that is saying a lot.
2: So the duo frequented the Three Crowns pub in... Hertfordshire where they were introduced to producer Mark Dean Dean was starting his own label Inner Vision they provided him with a demo including Wham Rap, Club Tropicana and Careless Whisper and they were signed to Inner Vision in March of 1982
0: and as we all know Wham Rap huge hit
2: (laughs) I know Rachel Yeah, it was what? yeah Yeah,
0: those three songs, and you're telling me that Wham! Rap was the big hit.
2: I don't know if it was the big hit, but it was. I know a big
0: Careless hit. Whisper. I can't believe Careless Whisper was on their demo. That's what they yeah.
2: say.
3: I can't believe it's that early because that's not even a Wham! Song, right? I mean, I know obviously technically it is, but it was released as a George Michael single, wasn't it?
2: It was. I think the single was credited to George Michael like as a solo single, mm-hmm. but it was on the Wham! Album, Make It mm-hmm. Big. But what's interesting is "Make It Big" is their second album, so this mm. song, by the time it got to that album, like the song had been around for a couple of years. Uh, Not so. Yeah, that's crazy.
3: So wait, so, uh, released, released on a Wham! album, but credited the single is credited to George Michael.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: All right. I only point that out because that happened. We talked about that with the Beach Boys. Oh, that's right. It's a Beach Boys song that was credited to Brian Wilson on the single. So mm-hmm. interesting. I have no other point other than apparently that happened more than (laughs) once.
2: After they signed with InterVision, their 1983 debut album, Fantastic, uh, was released and it had four top 10 singles in the UK, including Young Guns, Bad Boys, Club Tropicana, and Wham Rap, open parentheses, Enjoy What You Do, close parentheses.
0: Is this one of those songs that I would know if I heard it? Nope. Okay.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, I've never heard of it. Never
3: heard of it. So wait, this is is this only released in the UK? Uh
2: no. I don't it wasn't only released in the UK, but I think they hadn't their second album was really their breakthrough in the US. Got it. So I think it did some it did have some chart success in the US, uh but not until the second album where they became okay. like international superstars. Yeah. Well, I do I do I do
3: know this song and I'm going to just for Rachel's sake I want to just a little bit, just a little snippet of it. Mm-hmm. So it goes like this. Our name is Wham, and we're here to say that we like it in a major way. How is that? <laughs>
0: Perfect. You sound <laughs> just like Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> hey, everybody, take a look at me.
1: I've got street credibility.
0: I may not have a job, but I have a good time with the boys that I meet down on the line. Says
1: D-H-S-S. Man, the rhythm that's given is the very best.
2: So the album was a uh, UK number one. It also went to number five in Australia, wow. number one in New Zealand, number 17 in Japan, and number 83 in the U.S.
3: So it did oh, chart. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. Well, but yeah, that's crazy. It's now one in the U.K.
2: Yeah. And 83 in the U.S., wow. Bad Boys was their first charting single in the U.S., and it reached number 60. After the Fantastic album, there were some legal issues with their label. They switched to Epic Records in the U.K. and Columbia in the U.S., their second album, Make It Big, actually did make it big. Oh,
0: oh okay. look at that.
3: It's like The Secret. You put it out That's into right. the
0: universe, That's right. That's right. make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It was
2: released on October 23rd, 1984. This was their breakthrough in the U.S., and it was an international hit going to number one in the U.K., U.S., Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Norway, the Netherlands, and Switzerland.
3: Good job, Netherlands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you um, made the cut. <laughs> four singles were released from the album, in addition to Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, a
4: mm-hmm.
2: little song that we've been talking about. The other singles were Everything She Wants, Freedom, and Careless Whisper, all of which okay. were hits. Man, everything what an She everything Wants.
3: That is such a good Everything She Wants. It's, a great it's like song. I forgot. Oh, it's so good. This. That. That. Album. that that synth riff is like, is, is incredible. Yeah. That, that song's amazing.
0: And we should say this is Freedom, not Freedom 94.
2: 90. Yeah, different.
0: Freedom 90, sorry. What's
2: yeah. 94? Yeah,
0: yeah. Nothing?
2: Four Just years after agree, Freedom yeah. 90 was released and yeah. <laughs> 10 years after <laughs> the original Freedom.
0: Something's well, 94. Like, there's another, there's another song that's something 94. No, no,
2: Living on a Prayer 94.
0: <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. From I, the bon Jovi I'm not album, a crazy Crossroads. person. I'm not a crazy person. Great. Great.
3: <laughs> I was I was hoping like match game they just updated it every year. <laughs> yeah. Freedom 91, yeah. Freedom 92. Yeah.
0: This is I don't want your freedom versus freedom I won't let you down. Yes. So please don't give mm-hmm. me up. Yeah. Both by the way. Killer songs.
2: Yeah, they are. Yeah.
3: We like freedom and we're here to see <laughs> <laughs> We love our freedom in a major way.
2: All these songs are raps Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Everything She Wants went to number two in the UK and number one in the US. Freedom, 85, went to number one in the UK and number three in the US. And Careless Whisper went to number one in the UK and the US.
1: Oof.
0: Good.
2: So, <sighs> they're, they're doing pretty good. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go was the first single from the album. It was written by George Michael and released on May 14th, 1984. It went to number one in the UK and the US and several other countries. In the US, with three number one singles from the album, "Make It Big" has been certified six times platinum.
0: Yowza! So
2: that's that's a lot of albums.
0: That's a whole bunch yeah, of albums. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's more than five times platinum.
0: Yeah, that's right. right. That's like yeah. one that more is, times.
2: Yeah,
3: slightly platinum. less. Then how many ashtrays are in the executive?
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: There are 7 million ashtrays <laughs> in the executive. And the Make It Big album has only sold 6 million copies. So what are you going <laughs> try to do? Try to find them all. I think it will be pleasantly
3: surprised.
2: <laughs> how many seats? No seats, just ashtrays. No,
0: just ashtrays. You're sitting on cart- 12,000 cart- ashtrays.
3: <laughs> The whole car is just made out of ashtrays. Is that a moonroof? Nope. That's another Ooh, yeah. ashtray.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm telling you, Danny, Danny, flick it anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Everywhere you flick, it's an ashtray. I love this car.
2: I can't find my seat. Surprise. You're sitting in an yeah. ashtray.
1: <laughs>
2: the song, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, was inspired by a note that Andrew Ridgely had left for his mother. After getting in late from a night at the clubs, he left her a note that meant to say, wake me up before you go. Being very late and him being very tired, he accidentally repeated the word up. So oh. wake me up, up before you go. And as a joke, he thought it'd be real funny. As a goof. Yeah, just as a goof, he decided to add a second go. So it was like, wake me oh, up, man. up before you go, go. And oh, that little goof made him like a billionaire. So (laughs) (laughs) So, let that be a lesson to you guys. Has
0: made me a billionaire.
2: Let that be a a lesson. Always leave a note.
0: (laughs) Always leave a note.
2: (laughs) That is why you always leave a note.
0: George Michael.
2: (laughs) Yeah. According to Rolling Stone of Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, George Michael said, quote, I just really wanted to make an energetic pop record that had all the best elements of 50s and 60s records combined with our attitude and approach. Mm-hmm. The music video is as famous as the song. Filmed at Brixton Academy in London, the visuals are iconic.
3: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you, you, I, also, yeah. I also just want to make a really energetic pop, pop record that has all the best elements of the 50s and 60s, uh, but I can't because I don't have uh, talent so but I want to do it I want to Um, but I can't so that's um,
1: all.
0: I, f- I feel like the I feel like the music video the the best part of the music video for me is when he's singing and he like crosses his arms and it's like the eye roll like scene scene around the world like George Michael does this thing where he's like it's cold outside but it's warm in bed and he like like you know, I don't know, Yeah, the
1: kind of gingerly rolls his
0: eyes. Uh, It's so great. At that moment, everybody was like, yep, that guy's for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the energy, fun, and friendship of the duo is very clear in the video, and that's one of the things I think that sort of makes it work. Also iconic, the music video famously features the band wearing Choose Life shirts uh, by fashion designer and activist Catherine Hamnet. This is the first in a famous line of slogan shirts for the designer. Hamnet said, quote, slogan T-shirts are designed to put ideas in your brain. You can't not read them. They make you think and hopefully do the right thing. Mm. And according to her website. Well, I do want to say, though, but back in the day,
3: I did play a lot of co-ed naked lacrosse. So it's not (laughs) always. (laughs) Just saying it's it's a dangerous. You got, you know, you got to be careful. Yep. It can be used for good or it can be used for evil.
2: To be fair, at the same time, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who are not having a cow, so. That's true. (laughs) That's right. That is also true. So, you know, sometimes it works. According to her website, quote, the Choose Life t-shirt embodies an all-encompassing statement about ideal behavior. Choose Life is a message forever. Choose Life over war. Choose Life over deserts. Choose Life over extinction. Choose Life over everything you do. The shirt nice. was also worn by Queen drummer Roger Taylor in the video for the single "Hammer to Fall" from the band's 1984 album *The Works*.
3: I think I think it's important that it was like you're sitting on the couch, right? You're watching MTV. The video for "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" comes on, and I just remember being like, like you didn't have the internet, right? You couldn't look mm-hmm. up this stuff. I just remember being like, but why choose life? Like, what, it, what does that mean? Right, like. Over what? And what does that have to do with wake me up before you go go? I don't understand. These it was mysterious stream... back then. That's what I mean. I was like I was like, I feel like this means something, but I don't know what it means. And again, I have no way of I have no way of finding out. So I would just sit here and This and is not it. going
0: to be in my Encyclopedia Britannica, I
3: am sure. No. Definitely not.
0: And I only have half of them so far, so I
3: <laughs> you know. But, so much stuff you would see on television, and you would like you wouldn't know what it meant, right, and then it would just be over, and that was it, and That's you would it. just go out with your life and you would just never find out yeah. and then it would wake you was. up at
0: three in the morning when you're like thirty years old, yeah. and you'd be like, "What is that like, thing I saw when I was seven years old on Channel Eleven? yeah, once,
2: look that t shirt is basically your anti meme. no, I'm
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> most, most poor fools are starving to death yep that was live. the original the original t-shirt was life is a banquet and most poor fools are star- starving to death you have to live 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 they ran out of space so she was like yeah, you know what yeah. I just scratched it all out choose life
2: yeah Um, and it was the mid 80s so it was it was actually the most groundbreaking thing was not using the Garfield font and
0: <laughs> or puffy paint <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> and ironing the Garfield font on like with the, the felt letters. Yep. So later that year, on December third, nineteen eighty four, the duo released the then non album track Last Christmas. A top ten single around the world and now a Christmas standard. The royalties from the song were donated to Ethiopian famine relief.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. So this all happened this all
2: happened in a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, Wham, the duration of Wham was like maybe five years. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. In, uh, speaking of last Christmas in 1984, last Christmas reached number two in the UK charts. Kept from the number one spot by another new Christmas single that year, which is also now a Christmas standard. Anyone want to oh, guess?
3: Um, you know, it's so hard with Christmas songs because they're, they're so out of Time, you know what I mean? Yeah, like
0: step into
3: Christmas. I never, so, uh, yeah, that's a
2: good one. Step into Christmas. No, wait, I'll do Christmas rapping Christmas rapping By the way, just both wrong. Step ah. into Christmas. I think was actually like seventies. It sounds. Are you I serious? always thought it was an eighty song. I think it was a seventies song. See, i I always assumed I always assumed it was like the nineties. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I thought you were gonna be like. Uh, to I actually, it was ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The correct answer is White Christmas by Bing Crosby, released in 1984. <laughs> no, wow. I don't believe it. Wow. You.
0: Christmas songs, who knows when they come along? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, no, the correct answer is Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Mm. Oh, of course. Which sure. is also uh, for Ethiopian Famine Relief and a song on which George Michael also participated. Mm-hmm. By the way, these are just a few of the songs that George Michael worked on, whose royalties were donated to charity. In addition to their first two albums, Wham! Toured every year from 1983 to 1985: uh, the Club Fantastic Tour in 1983, the Big Tour from 1984 to 1985, and Wham! America! Exclamation point in 1985. That's so three my years. favorite one because <laughs> it's got the best name.
0: So, but couldn't it couldn't have been called? wham-erica
3: wham-erica wham-erica wham America.
0: wham America. it's wham-america
3: wham-america wham-america wham
0: what wham-erica. words lost all meaning the problem
3: well the problem is now it sounds like you're saying wham and then the name erica so that's that's might be the issue that's or true. wham-erica but then that just sounds like you have a lisp or something and you're trying to say america But I I do like. They were right. They were right all along. They were right all along. That's true. We never, never second guess them.
0: Uh, I do like the idea that they toured for every year, from '83 to '85. (laughs) (laughs) That's three years. Well, (laughs)
2: yeah, but they were constantly on tour throughout. Sure. Well, for a band that was on tour for for like three years. Like
3: we never got to see Ghostbusters in the theater.
2: (laughs) We were too busy. They got advanced VHS copies. It's fine. Yeah, okay. So in 1986, the duo decided, uh, decided to break up, and oh. George Michael announced, quote, the most amicable split in pop history. Oh. They recorded a few more singles and released their last album, Music from the Edge of Heaven in North America and Japan, and the final in other territories. The track listings are slightly different, but there is some overlap. On June 28th, 1986, their farewell concert, called The Final, took place at Wembley Stadium in London for 72,000 fans. Yeah. Their breakup happened because George Michael wanted to focus on more mature music.
0: So when he says that, does he mean literally the song, I Want Your Sex? (laughs) He literally means
1: mature, like that way. Well... (laughs)
2: If you look at the track listing from I mean, if you look at the track listing just from Wham's first album to their second album, Uh there's there's one an obvious talent in his songwriting. But there is a maturity that's kind of clear where it's like he's he's waiting to write the Faith album.
0: Well, I think I mean, I think when you say mature music, I was joking about the I want your sex. It's just very funny that, you know, he does have a song called I want your sex, which, um, by the way made every kid uncomfortable when it came on in the, on the <laughs> car radio um, with their parents in the car but I, that's very I mean it's very true I think that you know the Faith album like you said when the Faith album came out the the way he's writing he wanted to break out of that sort of in a way boy band feel Yeah, and absolutely. sort of like bubblegum is not the right word but you know sort of that sort of like you know, teeny bopper vibe. No, that's that,
2: that and that's that exactly wham what they had. were designed to do. That's what they yeah. wanted to they wanted to be, for lack of a better word, a boy band, they wanted to be um they wanted just to be a duo that celebrated like youth and not yeah. like wham rap is called enjoy what you do. That's all it was about was right, enjoying right. what you do. But then by the second album you could see that while there is still that there is that maturity in his songwriting and like we said careless whisper was written even before the first album so so and that that song is brilliant and yeah. you could see that that his songwriting was waiting for the opportunity to do his solo albums
3: sure well i was going to say that um the song i want your sex I don't know how it's possible. It just didn't play in the executive. It just went and That song came on the radio. Somehow when that song came on the radio, what you would hear is Cold as Ice by Farner. I don't know how. It's weird. But it just. It so was just weird. R- r- right over it. Yep. By, it was just so not strange. possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in a 60 Minutes Australia interview, Andrew Ridgely said, quote, Wem was conceived as a short term project because it was essentially an expression of our youthful friendship. We never saw either of us taking that into adulthood. So it was kind of designed to be a couple of albums. Yeah. Um, 60 Minutes Australia also said that after the breakup, Andrew stepped away from the spotlight, quote, having achieved all his ambition at the ripe old age of 23. Jesus. <laughs> he says after Wham, he pursued his interests and hobbies and was. Oh,
0: huh. early very happy retirement.
2: Yeah. I,
3: well, I mean. Good for I... you, Andrew Ridgely. I really just want to talk about the utmost respect I have for Andrew Ridgely, because here's the deal. George Michael is a genius, right? He got hooked up with George Michael because he showed him around school one day, like randomly yeah. he was picked. I think he knew <laughs> what, how lucky he was. And like so few people in the world, he realized how, how lucky he was. And it was like, I got like a million dollars. Peace out, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go pursue my hobbies now. Now that I have, like, millions of dollars, I'm going to just, like, shut up and go away and enjoy my life. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing to do, to just go away and just enjoy Mm. your life and not, like, have to tell everyone your opinions or whatever. Just take your money and go. God God bless them. It's fantastic. That's right. Just so happy for him.
2: So, yeah, so that's what Andrew originally did. After the Wham! breakup, um, George Michael pursued his songwriting and and trying to make more mature music. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, and he faded into obscurity. Such a shame. You guys, (laughs) being silly, (laughs) he actually became a pop superstar and one of the most respected singer-songwriters of all time Uh, and after the release of his 1987 solo debut album faith uh george michael told rolling stone quote i think it says something for the power of the music that i've managed to change the perception of what i do to the degree that i have in this short of time because it's something that a lot of people thought wasn't possible yeah. Which is true. He kind of like completely reinvented himself.
0: He totally did. He totally did. He took and he took like ownership of his own life and likeness and all of those yeah. things. One of the best concerts I've ever been to, I think, was when Michael and I actually went to go see George Michael uh, at Messon Square Garden. Was it? hmm. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I still think about it to this day. And it was a while ago.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Sponsored by the executive, by the way. That's right. Um, they yeah. sponsored it actually took
0: place in a,
1: in a huge ashtray. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so a little bit about Wham's legacy. Wham sold 30 million albums worldwide. <sighs> um, on January 1st, 2021, Wham's 1984 single Last Christmas reached number one in the UK charts for the first time 36 years after its original release. At the time, they held the record for longest time between release and peaking at number one. Of this accomplishment, Andrew Ridgely said, quote, it is a fitting tribute to George's songwriting genius, and one of which he would have been immensely proud and utterly thrilled. Wow. A year later, in June 2022, that record was actually broken by Kate Bush when her 1985 single, Running Up That Hill, reached number one 37 years after its release.
1: Oh.
0: Wow. Let me ask a question. Did, was Last Christmas in something? Was that why it hit? Or we just all needed it on January 1st, 2021? <laughs> like the UK just needed it.
2: I think, I don't, I mean, it was, there was a movie Last Christmas, but I, I don't think that was, I think it was before 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the movie Last Christmas, I think, is all wham music. Um, <laughs>
0: as far as I know, yeah.
2: No, I think it is. Is it really? Yeah, I think the soundtrack is...
0: Isn't it about, music. like, you know,
3: Christmas. a person dying and stuff?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't I've know. never seen it. Yeah, I think the plot of
3: the movie is, like, really weird. Yeah, let me see.
2: But I think it's... I think it's probably what happens with the charts, certainly with the billboard charts. Um, I think it's just streaming. I think it's... Mm-hmm christmas time i don't know that that there was always like i know the christmas number one is a is a big deal in the uk but i don't know that it's always a christmas song it's just the song that happens to be number one at christmas time Mm. but i think I think
3: i don't think it's usually a christmas
2: song yeah um but i think you know there are christmas songs constantly playing and people playing them and streaming them and that pushes them up the charts. You know, like, All I Want for Christmas is You is number one at Christmas time every year. Like, Brenda right. Lee has the number two song in the country with Rocking Around the Christmas Tree 60 years after its release. Right. Um, so I think that's what happened. I think it was the song ha- is a classic. It's become a Christmas standard, and I, everybody loves it. And I think everybody plays it at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what happened.
3: Nice. okay do you guys want to know what the plot of last christmas the movie is about sure, <laughs> sure uh so it's about Talisi. andrew ridgely yeah it's about andrew ridgely it just it's just two hours of him fly
2: fishing and just living his best. Life. <laughs> that's right um <laughs> it's, no, so- it's him restoring an original executive automobile
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> in his garage uh I don't understand how it's all asteroids. I don't understand
3: how it runs. But here we go. Um, so Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, right, meets a guy, right. Um, are there dragons in, in this? With... No. Okay. Oh, oh, hold on to your hat, though. <laughs> meets a guy on Christmas, falls in love. Um, goes back to his apartment. Only to discover... I mean, I, I probably, obviously, like, an entire movie happens. I'm, I'm jumping to the end. Like, goes to his apartment, only to find that it is empty. And it's been empty for quite some time. And she learns that the guy she was dating was a ghost. But not only was he a ghost, he was the guy... She had a heart transplant. And it was his heart that she got the heart transplant from. Oh.
1: I- <laughs> so, somebody...
0: Heard the lyric, "Last Christmas," I gave you, I my, gave heart. you my heart, <laughs> and thought, "Say no more." I've got the perfect movie. You know that that's not a literal thing. I don't care.
2: Have you listened to the whole song? Uh, no, I'm sure it's.
0: I, I stopped I'm sure I got the as gist soon of as it. I heard "I gave you my heart." I was like, "Stop! This is like Frankenstein, but as a as a romance."
1: It's oh my about. gosh! Wow,
2: <laughs> as set to the Wham end. music.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then and then it says, I don't know, as she's doing something at the end. The song "Last Christmas" by Wham plays.
2: There you go. The whole soundtrack is Wham songs. I think. I I mean, Michael. At this point, it doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> at this point, it's like okay. I, I. It's 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 like wh- why is anything, you know. She probably, he probably wakes her up before he goes, goes at some point.
3: That's true.
0: <laughs> and then he carelessly whispers something in her ear with other, other ghosts overhear it.
2: Well, he is yeah. a ghost.
0: Yeah. And he's right. very, and he's got a lot of faith.
2: That's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're freedom fighters. Like this person, this <laughs> screenwriter was literal. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: He wham wraps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They wrap the entire, the entire movie. <laughs>
3: My name is Khaleesi and I'm here to say <laughs> you gave me your heart in a major way.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, meanwhile, half of the movie is just a replaying of the movie Bad Boys because that was a wham song, you know, like,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 They just watch the entire film Bad Boys within the yeah,
0: film. Yeah, within the film. So they're like somebody. Take the pen away from Jeff. He can't write any more of this script.
1: <laughs>
2: She gets home from work one day and she's like, I just don't enjoy what I do. And the ghost is like, you don't enjoy what you do. And then he does wham rap, open parentheses, enjoy what you do, close parentheses. (laughs) That's right. Good gravy. Um, I kind of want to see that movie actually. Um, so in 2019, Andrew Ridgely wrote a book called Wham, George Michael and me, a memoir. He said it was about the quote, vitality and exuberance and the life affirming things that Wham stood for. Oh. The dedication of the book reads, this memoir is dedicated to the memory of my dearest friend with whom I did the only thing I ever really wanted to do and was the only person I ever imagined doing it with. Oh. Wow. Oh. On February 2nd. And they, they, they remained friends. Yeah. For forever. Like you said, um, it was
0: an amicable split.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, On February 2nd, 2023. It was announced that George Michael had been nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh,
1: Uh hooray!
2: Very nice. Love wham. All right,
1: that's wham. And wham, that's that's wham. Wham. That's wham.
3: Yes, ma'am. That's wham. All right, let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with "Lessons Learned."
2: Are you looking for a playlist of the hottest, most bumpin' jams around? Well, we can't help you with that. But we do have a Spotify playlist of all the songs we've reviewed on the show. So if you'd like to hear that, search for The Story Song Podcast, the official playlist on Spotify. Then you'll hear the most lit baller bops that go hard. I can't read this. <laughs>
3: All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song, Rachel? We're gonna start with you. What song did you learn? Well, uh, what lesson did you learn from the song "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go"?
0: Well, what I learned is that you can't rely on other people to be your alarm clock, but sometimes mm-hmm. you can't. You can't rely on your alarm clock to be on your your alarm clock because sometimes you get too used to it. So what you have to do is do what I do. You need two alarm clocks with two very different tones to them. You set one for like, you know, if you know that she's going dancing at 10, you set it for like 930 and set the other one for 938, not 935. That's too usual and specific. You need random. (laughs) And then you set the other one to another alarm to like 913. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. What I'm saying is you have to take control of your own waking up before you go go,
3: George Michael. Yeah. Exactly. Take control of your own life. That's don't, don't, that's right. Don't rely on other people.
0: Some things you have to go solo with. And waking yourself yeah. up, that's one of them. <laughs>
3: yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Here's what I learned.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And guys, I'm sorry. I don't want to get political on here, you know. But this used to be a proper country. Mm. You know what I mean? We used to have pride in this country. We used to make things. We used to make cars like the executive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like real cars. Yeah. Like real. Like cars that, that not only, it didn't have crumple zones. It somehow, everything it hit was a crumple zone. You know what I mean? That's it right. Was, it had like yeah. opposite crumple zones. Like it just, you know. where the God, n- yeah. used to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where the new car smell was Parliament cigarettes <laughs> yes. and
3: it, aqua it velva. Smelling, <laughs> right. It somehow came smelling like you had smoked in it for twenty years yeah. with the windows rolled up. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. But it just it was like a real you know, it was something you could It was an ashtray to. with wheels. That's right. And that's what I'm saying. It yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a Twitter or an AI. It was like a it was a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> You know,
2: you could only park one on every block because it was the size of a city block.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah, Literally filled up the entire block. Um, Michael, what'd you learn?
2: I learned that um, Doris Day, in addition to being a gifted singer and dancer and actress and a legend of Hollywood, um, also controlled the weather. And that was something I didn't know, but she could, she could make the sunshine bright if she wanted to. So stay on her good side, because if she didn't want to, you got bad weather, you guys. That's
0: right. She was a quadruple threat. hmm Singing, dancing, acting, climate control.
2: Yeah. And you do want to make sure that you're on her good side so that she does make the sunshine bright because I'm not going to lie to you, the executive cannot drive in rain. No, no, it is is uh, bad in rain. Yeah.
3: As I say, the executive, like when you said climate control, like the executive, it didn't didn't air condition the inside of the car. It just made everything around it colder. It just (laughs) made all of... That's right. It just literally made yeah. yeah. It, just, it just made the air outside colder yeah. in order to cool the car off. It you just, you know, know who did I all did the
0: commercials for the uh, executive?
3: What was that? Doris Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. He mm-hmm. was like, I don't know. I need the money. What is this? <laughs> sure, let's do it.
0: Um, you want good weather or bad weather? That's one of my things, too.
2: <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> You're going to pay me an
3: extra 10 grand and it's going to be rated during this commercial. Okay. Um, you can
2: tap dance on the roof of that thing. It's it's sturdy. <laughs> this thing's a tank.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Hey, dude, whatever you want to do it, do a whole show up there. It's fine. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Story Song podcast. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you could leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're in your podcast, well, that would just be delightful, and we would read it on the show. Come back next episode when we do another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks, and I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper
2: music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at storiesongpodcast.
0: And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the
1: Story Song.
3: I got, I got blood to get down my ears. That's not all right. That's,
1: that's not.
4: <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.